the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Hour number two, Bruce Hooley Show. Take us with you wherever you go. iHeart, tune in, radio.com app. You can download our app, search 989FM, the answer. Uh, you will then be able to dial up, as I do, Hugh Hewitt in the morning when I wake up and have my phone with me. Uh, Hugh had a great interview today with Dana Perino. She's one of my favorites. And uh, they coined a term for something that annoys me and probably annoys you. I'd never heard the term. It's called up-talking. Up-talking is the annoying habit people have uh, most often, well, I don't know if it's most often females. I notice it in females, not females that uh, live at my house. Up-talking is ending a sentence or a statement where your voice goes up. You know, there are 27 genders, and if you really care about people, you will identify with them. That's up-talking. Dana Perino says up-talking is an impediment to uh, women rising in the corporate world. I think she's right because it's an annoying habit. So anyway, we get the interviews via our app, Hugh Hewitt, then the Mike Gallagher Show, Bruce Hooley Show, leading into the wise one, Dennis Prager, Seb Gorka, Charlie Kirk, and Larry Elder. Now, the Democratic narrative on masking is changing. If you go back on my Twitter feed, at B. Hools, I don't know what, three weeks, maybe two months I said, it's going to change. They're going to start saying, we've been saying this all along. People don't have to wear masks. Why would you wear masks? Masks were optional. We we never said masks would end the pandemic. We never insisted other people wear masks. That's pretty much where they are right now. Because their actions are coming back to bite them on multiple fronts. You probably saw the pictures from the big NFC championship game in Los Angeles where Gavin Newsom... Governor of California, Eric Garcetti, mayor of L.A. Oh, when they're hobnobbing with Magic Johnson and other dignitaries, well, the masks come off. Their masks have always been off. It's always been political theater. It's always been virtue signaling. But the photographs are powerful. It's one thing to see a hair gel model like Gavin Newsom not wearing a mask. You knew he was a phony. Stacey Abrams, the failed, never governor of Georgia, hopefully never will be governor of Georgia, sitting with a bunch of little kids behind her, they're all masked and she's not. That's a powerful picture of hypocrisy. And the people who are trapped in this hypocrisy are almost exclusively always Democrats. So when they say, oh, we care about the kids, it's you who won't wear a mask, it's you who won't get vaxxed, it's you who won't get boosted, it's you who doesn't care about the kids. Eh, everybody's got kind of a you-know-what detector built into them. And they see Stacey Abrams 
sitting grinning maskless while all the kids behind her faceless, nameless, miserable in their mask. That's a powerful narrative. So it, you know how powerful it is? It's so powerful. <laughs> Stacey Abrams couldn't buy herself enough goodwill with the racism dodge that she's had to apologize. Yes, initially it was, ah, oh, look at you horrible, terrible, evil people who are criticizing me when I went to school to read to the kids about Black History Month. Nice try. I know it's your go-to, the racism angle, but it didn't work. And so Stacey Abrams had to go on CNN and answer the question, which was clearly scripted, so she could faux-apologize. So, obviously, we've all seen the picture. We've all seen the coverage of the picture. Did you make a mistake by taking a photo maskless in the classroom when it appears that everyone else, including all the children, were appears. wearing them? They were maskless. Yes. I will say this. I went to read to kids for an African-American read-in day. Has nothing to do I with anything. approached the podium with my mask on. I followed the protocols. I told the kids I'm taking my mask off because I'm reading to kids who are listening remotely as well. And we were socially distanced. The kids were socially distanced from me. Blah. I told them that's what I was doing. Blah, 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 blah. Now, here's my advice to you, never governor, hopefully ever, Stacey Abrams. When you apologize, you were almost there, but you kind of like, you know, there's an old episode. I don't know if any of you are old enough to have seen it. Aaron's certainly not old enough to have seen it. There's an old episode of Happy Days where Fonzie, who was the coolest guy on the show, at one point in time had to admit an uncomfortable truth, that he was wrong about something, and he couldn't get the words out of his mouth. I was, I was, he couldn't say it. She were you were you wrong? Yes, I was wrong. But then she gave us the socially distance. I took my mask. I had my mask on when I went up there. I had to talk to kids on Zoom, wanted them to understand me. Lies! They're all lies. Outkick.com has pictures of this event where she's pictured throughout without a mask. She's standing with four, five, six, seven adults. They're all masked. She's not. She's pictured at a podium about, well, this is socially distanced from a couple kids. They're masked. The guy holding the microphone for the kids is masked. Stacey Abrams is not. Then there's the group picture. All the kids are masked. She's not. So she's lying about this. She never had a mask on. And it's just dumb. If you're going to go halfway and say you were wrong, go all the way and say, yeah, I was I was all the way wrong. I didn't have my mask. I forgot it. Whatever lame excuse you want to come up with. But this is now a thing among Democrats. They are admitting in an effort to rehabilitate Joe Biden that the masks have to come off. New Jersey's taking them off. California's taking them off. Democratic states are taking them off because they're getting crushed. Hopefully they'll continue to get crushed. And they're going to tell you, the science has changed. The science has changed. The science hasn't changed. You know what's changed? The calendar's changed. It's not 2021 anymore. It's 2022. The midterm elections are approaching. They need a win. They thought Supreme Court justice would be a win for them. Nobody cares. Nobody cares about the Supreme Court justice because they botched it. I know, shocker. Anything they touch turns to... You know what. I can't say it. <laughs> He couldn't say, hey, we got a Supreme Court justice. We're going to find the most 
qualified candidate and, oh, well, look at that. What do you know? It's a black woman. And, oh, look at that. I never even thought about it being a black woman. But, yeah, I guess that's great. We're going to have a black woman. They can't even get their quotas right. Cori Bush, the woke congressman from Missouri, is now complaining about Joe Biden naming an African-American woman to the Supreme Court. Isn't Cori Bush African-American, Bruce? Yes. What is her complaint? Her complaint is that Joe Biden, by saying he's going to... <laughs> Lunacy of the left on display. Her complaint is that by saying he's going to name an African-American woman to the Supreme Court, Joe Biden is pitting all African-American women against each other. Not making this up. Trust me, my mind doesn't work this way. She says it's not fair for him to pit all African-American women against each other. So what would be fair? Not to name an African-American woman? No, because that would be racist. So how are we supposed to do this, Cori Bush? Are we supposed to just have all African-American women with a law degree, although that's not required, but it'd probably be a good idea. Should we just have them all put their name in a hat and we'll just spin the wheel and draw one out? That'd be great if they pick Candace Owens' name out of the hat. It'd be great if they pick Winsome Sears' name out of the hat. <laughs> I don't think I don't think Cory Bush would like it, but I would love it. So by picking an African-American woman for the Supreme Court, Biden is making the court look more like America. That's what they're telling us. But by saying he's going to pick an African-American woman, an African-American woman who majors in woke nonsense, Cori Bush, is saying that he is pitting all African-American women against each other. I don't know how you balance those scales. But of course, we're talking about a leftist viewpoint, so of course it doesn't make a lick of sense. We touched a week or so ago on the number of fights at Columbus City Schools. This being indicative of the need for school resource officers in all the schools. Uh, Columbus City Schools, Worthington Schools panicked in the aftermath of the George Floyd uh, death in Minneapolis and took the school resource officers out of the schools because some, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, not... uh, uh, some activists said, well, the mere sight of police officers in the Columbus City Schools uh, causes fights. Kids see a police officer and just just, just want to fight. It's never been my reaction to seeing a police officer. My reaction to seeing a police officer in uniform is, I better straighten up and fly right. I better not do anything wrong. But, you know, if you've been raised with a different view of police, then you might respond differently. Well, they had a fight at Lyndon McKinley Uh, High school yesterday, police were called. Thankfully, no one was severely injured. Nobody shot, nobody knifed. Uh, But they had a fight, and the officers uh, dispersed it. But it would be much easier if they were already in the school buildings. It would be safer for the kids. And here's an idea. The kids would actually get to interact with police officers and would find out, you know what? My impression of what police are like 
is not correct. It might actually help matters rather than assuming that it would hurt. But we're not going to get that out of the city of Columbus uh, because they have demonized police officers at every turn. Andrew Ginther, the mayor, Zach Klein, the law director, Shannon Harden, the city council president, all the uh, twisted dark minds on the police review oversight board. I really feel for the cops in Columbus and for the citizens of Columbus because your neighborhoods are unsafe because the cops know that the management of the city, the administration of the city is not going to have its back. It's not going to have the police officers back. They brought in an inspector general to double down, triple down on finding things wrong with the police department. So that's where we are. Uh, The city of Columbus, by the way, is still, still under a mask mandate. Did you know that? So is Bexley. So is Whitehall. Um, I've encountered this somewhat when I travel with my daughter's sports teams. You'll get portions, pockets of the city, where if you don't wear a mask, oh boy, you get told about it. Columbus Public Health is said to be waiting on the case positivity rate to fall to between 5 and 7% of the population. Right now, it is at 14%. So it needs to come down um, quite a bit before that would happen. Apparently, nobody at the city is watching CNN, where if they were, they would hear that there's been a change since Jeff Zucker was booted out of the corner office. I wonder if we're going to find out in tell-all books that CNN went down this horrible rabbit hole, (laughs) thus plunging their ratings into precipitous decline because it was a Jeff Zucker-directed initiative. When you think about it, Zucker gave Chris Cuomo, Don Lemon, Brian Stelter, he gave all the crazy people at CNN wide berth to be ever crazier on first Trump and then COVID. And that's not a coincidence because COVID is how they got rid of Trump. If COVID never happened, if COVID were managed, let me say this again, if COVID were portrayed accurately, it's a virus, it's contagious, it's no American politician's fault, and no Americans, no American politician's purview to fix it. If that were portrayed accurately, Donald Trump would still be your president. Donald Trump would still be your president, but he is not your president. COVID was used to get rid of Donald Trump and to install Joe Biden in office. And then Joe Biden, thinking he would take office and benefit from the natural flow of the decline of the virus, he would get the credit for the natural end to COVID, except COVID crossed him up. COVID crossed him up. It morphed into differing strains of the virus. And his foolish, egotistical, lying promise that he would shut down the virus, in tandem with his failure in Afghanistan, his failure on the border, his failure with gasoline prices, his failure with every single domestic policy he touched or thought about touching, and every single international policy he touched or thought about touching, people began to realize this guy's an incompetent boob who's hidden in the halls of Congress 
for four-plus decades. He's an incompetent boob. And they cannot undo his damage at the border in Afghanistan, on the climate, all the other things. They cannot undo that in advance of the midterms. So they are doing everything they can do, which is to now tell a completely different story on COVID. And no one is telling that story more diametrically opposite to what they have said before than CNN. They are trotting out their quote-unquote medical expert, Leona Wen, to say that, you know, not only are we in a position where there's one-way benefit to masking. If you want to wear a mask, wear it, but don't bother other people who aren't wearing it. That's a big change. There's natural immunity now from having had COVID and being able to recover from it. That's new. Now she's going so far as to say, if you're obsessing about case counts, City of Columbus, are you listening? If you're obsessing about case counts, you're obsessing about the wrong thing. Don't know why that's not played. My bad. I think I have a frozen computer. Trust me. She's saying that. Maybe it'll start here. One of these. Here she comes. Here comes Leona Wynn. Oh, and the balky computer. Leona, would you like to speak? Would you like to give us your learned opinion on COVID? I don't think we should be looking at case counts at all at this point, especially when we're dealing with a milder variant and when so many people were exposed to Omicron and therefore have have at least some level of protection, either through vaccination or immunity. Natural immunity, anyone? How long have we been trying to get them to talk about natural immunity? Continue, Leona. The key number that we should be looking at is hospitalizations. If our ICUs and hospitals in that particular region are not overwhelmed, if they're not over capacity, we can set a number, for example, 75% or 80% full, then we should be able to relax all restrictions. And- now, haven't your, hasn't your friendly local 98.9 The Answer host been telling you that hospitals are always at 75 to 80% capacity because empty beds are beds that are not producing revenue? And hasn't your friendly local 98.9 The Answer radio host been telling you all along that having had Omicron, having had Delta, having had original COVID and recovering offers you natural immunity? But those two words have passed until now only from the mouth of conservative commentators, never from the mouths of people like Leona Wynn. And I actually believe that we should be starting to, with the first restriction removed, should actually be the restriction on children. Because while for adults, you could say, well, what's the harm of adults masking when they go into a grocery store? There actually is a harm that we should be discussing of children continuing to mask. Ah, there's a harm of having kids in masks? You mean we're all right about the psychological impact of that? Pray tell, Leona. Fill us in. That doesn't mean that masking doesn't have its place for children when there are very high rates of hospitalization. If we get a new variant in the future that children are particularly susceptible to, we may want to bring masks back. Yeah, we may want to bring masks back because it is a useful tool to tell who is able to be managed, able to be controlled, able to be contained. So we don't want to say we're never going to wear masks again because... We had an end game when we brought them out, and that end game may prove useful to us down the road. But right now, it's crushing us, crushing us politically. And so we are ready to bid adieu to masks here on CNN and among other people who are voting. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.